You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my god. You've got all your charger gear on because feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. It's the fans loved it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for the good content. <laughs> Well, good morning, folks. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Will Donkson, with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggan. What's up, boys? And Kyle, the coach, Duggan. 0-2, oh, Schmo, and 2. I forgot all about those games. <laughs> I, I'm ready what is for the that? Vikings. What yeah, happened? What? I just woke up. What What year is it? <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, folks. Well, it's uh, our Friday episode, which means we've got a game to look forward to. I'm so glad now. If there's, not, if I'm glad about anything, it's that we're in the midst of football now where I can say on a weekly basis, I've got a game to look forward to. I've yep, got 100%. something coming up this Sunday. So um, we've got our opponents to take a look at. And because it's Friday, we've got a Craig experience and a bolt beat lined up. So let's waste no time. Let's start at the top. Uh, with some recent news that came out with the Chargers, Bridget Condon uh, had a quote here. Sebastian Joseph Day, bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Sebastian and bless Joseph this Day. man. And bless this man <laughs> on people who are riding off the Chargers after starting 0-2. Them. <laughs> we're going to continue to focus on us and what we need to do to improve. And if people want to write us off, well, good for them. Dude, this is like my quote. I feel this it's, so yeah, hard. This feels yeah. like me and what I want to convey to everyone that is being so shitty. Yeah. It continues to be shitty. And I'm I'm expecting like these fans, like our fans, our brethren, our fellow Charger fans, to at some point during the week, let's calm down and get ready for the next game. No, yeah, not even a little bit. Come on, guys. Them. <laughs> let's go. Them. Come on. Them. So... Good attitude to have. Uh, love you, Sebastian. Love him. And then Daniel Popper tweeted out, love Justin him. Herbert has gotten the ball 
down a score in either overtime or with under four minutes remaining in fourth quarter 20 times since the start of 2021. That's a lot. That's a lot of times. So let's break that down. Gotten the ball down a score in either overtime or with under four minutes remaining. Game-winning drive, basically. So game-winning drive opportunities. Yeah, 20 times, yeah. And he has led a tying or go-ahead drive on 10 of those possessions. Only three teams have converted at a higher rate over that span. So all of you that are saying that Justin Herbert's not clutch, just come on. Yeah. Can't seal the game. Can't finish it off. They're right there. Yeah. We just have had so many opportunities that it when he misses once, it's like, okay, well, he'll probably get another shot next week. You yeah. know, we started off both of these mm-hmm. this whole season so far. He's had opportunities to do it, and he, he hasn't this year, which is a bummer, but it just feels like we just it's need only to get over two. that hump. Yeah, you know, we need now to get over that hump. Week three. Yeah. So looking at our opponents, uh, the Minnesota Vikings going to be this Sunday. Uh, NFL puts out a video that talks about like, here's the upcoming game and here's the chargers versus the Vikings. Here's what could be good. Here's what could be bad. And at the end, they put up a little graphic about who they think is going to win over at the NFL YouTube page or something, the, the social media, however you want to slice it. And right now they've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, seven to three. Yeah, seven think the Chargers are going to win. Three think the Vikings are going to win. But regardless, it's close games, games all around. Yeah, four is four points is the biggest difference between all of these. Some yeah. of us have us winning by one. Some of them have the Vikings winning by one point. Like, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's always it's crazy. a close game with the Chargers. It's been and the Vikings. Inter- it's been an interesting week for me this week because I have a I'm working with a friend who has been a life lifelong. Vikings fan and he's oh. in his he's in his 60s so he has been a lifelong Vikings fan wow and you know he basically was like you know what if we just tank I'm not going to be mad because we need a new quarterback essentially what he said <laughs> yeah um, but he's like we have a great offense passing offense we cannot run and if you get pressure on Kirk Cousins within three seconds you're going to dominate us because their offensive line is so bad is essentially what he said. So it was interesting insight, just coming from a fan, not coming from analysts or whatever. Um, And then, you know, he, when I told him that he had just picked up Cam Akers and he's like, who the f*** is that? (laughs) Like he had no idea. He was unimpressed. He's still pissed about Dalvin Cook being, you know, moving on from Dalvin Cook. So um, it's just kind of interesting to see another fan base that is in the same, we are in, the absolute same position as the Vikings right now. Mm-hmm. Like the wheels are falling off. People are stressed out of their minds. I think the difference with our team, I think we have an overall better team and oh, we yeah. just can't give up big plays. Yeah. You're, you're going to have, you know, Justin Jefferson, go, he's going to go off. He goes off every game, yeah. no matter who he's playing. Just be prepared for that, but don't let any other big plays to anyone else. And we're going to, I think we're going to win this game. I, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. And we're just, we're seeing everyone wants to call us out and say, bullshit. We're not making any improvements. I think that's, that's not true. I think, you know, our, what our defense did last week, we gave up a couple big plays, but overall we played a better game. So, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. so I'm just, I'm excited. I'm re energized and re excited for this week. Likewise. Um, all right, let's take a look at some quotes from practice. Uh, this one's from Justin Herbert uh, on preparation. 
uh, says the energy has been great. We're professionals here, and these guys show up every day to work and do their best. It's an honor to share the field with them. It's on us as an offense to be better. The coaches have done a great job in putting us in a position to win. We just have to execute better. We believe in everyone in this organization. Uh, things have gone our way the past couple, haven't gone our way the past couple games, uh, but panicking is never going to fix anything. Of course. Yeah, I mean, it, that's just all you can do is stay, like, stay the course. It, there's nothing giant that's going to change. Right. And that's the hardest part with the Chargers right now. It's not like like the, the Vikings also 0-2. There's rumors of them trading Kirk Cousins to the Jets. I was like, yeah, you should do it. You should get what you can and salvage whatever picks you can get for them. It's like, I love not being in that position where it's like we have studs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, there's no point in selling off one because we're in a position to win right now. So it's like, right. we just we just got to get start getting it figured out and putting some W's together. It just feels like we have these two weeks here. If you can go two and two into the bye, beating the Raiders, um, it's beating a different good season. spot. It's a yeah. different different thing entirely. Yeah, 100%. And then uh, Derwin James on his confidence in the defense uh, said, I've got all the faith in the world. Everyone is focused on the result, and we know the sense of urgency that we've got to get. We've got to play harder and get better, but I've got all the confidence in the world in my guys. Love that. Well, yeah. the, the thing yeah. is, the first two weeks, if you look at the secondary, they have played, the same guys have played at another level in the past. Mm-hmm. Like they just, our secondary used to be a solid, you know, it was the solidest part of our defense. And our run game, our run defense was the worst part. So these guys can do it. They just need to get it going. I think we will. Yeah. Agreed. This, this team has too many good guys. And I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, talking about getting rid of Kirk Cousins, it's like they just picked up Cam Akers. So it's not like they're in a sell all, you know, type mode. Like they're still going to come out and try to win as well. But like, I feel like we just have the better guys to come out there. And especially looking at this injury report that just came out uh, for the past couple of days, um, (laughs) talking about who has been practicing, who hasn't been practicing. Uh, one of the names on there that we've been dying to see hit the field in a regular season game is Dayon Henley, the linebacker yeah. who we saw him play in preseason. It was exciting. He was all he over was the, the best field, part. He was making the best part. plays. Yeah. And then had to deal with a hamstring injury that kept him out the first two games. But this last Thursday got himself a full practice in. So that is extremely exciting to see. Um, but there are a few other names on here. Uh, Joey Bosa got a limited practice Wednesday. Didn't practice Thursday. That's okay. It feels like rest. It feels like rest. It feels like he's rest. just not. I don't think Joey Bosa is going to practice this year. I just that's just going to be the <laughs> just put him out there for ten plays and let him go. Yeah, he's just not going to be a practice guy. That's, that's just okay. Not hey, if, yeah, he, I don't if he's as effective as he was this last game, a okay yeah. by me. Two sacks a week. Don't practice all you want. Who gives yeah, a shit? Dude. Um, Austin Eckler still hasn't been practicing. They've been talking about seeing him on the field, present. Which but. okay, I. I I love that you act, just still go out there. I yeah. don't know. Like when I was in, when I was growing up in Pop Warner and even in high school, if you're hurt, you're still at practice. Yeah. Like, don't tell me these guys need treatment 24 seven. They yeah. can go out and be with their teammates for two hours during practice, staying as a part of the team and like listening and being able to give like some recommendations and like pointers on, Hey, you could do this or that to their backup. I, I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's weak. It, it's kind of frustrating me with Eric Kendricks. 
how he's just nowhere to be seen. He's the new guy. He had a very mediocre game week one. Now he's got this hamstring that had, he played through it the whole week one. And then now he's not even at practice anywhere to be seen for two weeks. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a team. And I know that's just the NFL. That's how all the guys do it. But get your treatment an hour before practice and then go be with your teammates and then get another treat, a treatment for another hour after if yeah. you need it that bad. Yeah. It has been weird that we haven't seen or heard about Kendricks, his situation, his timetable, just that, you know, there is no timetable, basically. Yeah, Coach Daly also, like, holding everything so close to the chest mm-hmm. is it's a the little opposite. bit infuriating. For but, we, we were, but we were so mad last year when he would give us info that was absolutely yeah, wrong. Like one to two weeks. Yeah. I think and this, I honestly weeks. feel better about this because getting your hopes up and then it not happening is way worse than him being like, well, sorry. Yeah. Got nothing for you this week. Yeah. Honestly, I, I understand you, yeah. you know, it's a little annoying, but it's for me, it's less annoying than like getting your hopes up and then there's jack shit. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Christopher Hinton, our defensive lineman, uh had no issues Wednesday, but then Thursday didn't practice due to a back injury. So that's concerning. Sketchy. Uh, yeah. Khalil Mack uh didn't practice Wednesday, but got a full practice in Thursday. Uh Chris Rumpf. Also a guy that we've been curious to see hit back on the field. Got a limited practice Wednesday and a full practice Thursday. Well, That's speaking awesome. on him, would you rather see Chris Rumpf or Thule? I'm Thule all day. Well, well yeah, I but mean, you need both. And Chris Rumpf's a big special teams guy, too. Yeah. That's a huge part of our special teams. I'm so. just I'm gonna be curious based on the last, you know, last game, especially with Thule's performance, what that's gonna mean for Chris Rump time. Cause I, yeah. I just I think I if honestly I feel, I feel like he probably dropped down on that on that you it's know, a good point. depth chart. And then uh, Mike Williams was dealing with an ankle injury but got full practices in on Wednesday and Thursday. So all good things to see. Uh, you know, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see how it all pans out for the game day who ends up dressing up who's active or inactive and all that jazz uh but this is all the way up to thursday so we still got a friday practice to take a look at uh but things are looking good for a pretty healthy team to be hitting the field there in minnesota um and speaking of minnesota they are also zero two right now uh which this, this is going to be a big game big yeah. game for, for both, both teams, teams man both yeah. teams. it feels like for the vikings if they lose this game, it's kind of like, uh, all right, season's done. Let's see if we can get an inning for Kirk Cousins type of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That obviously isn't the case, even if we lose this game. Everyone's going to be calling for Staley's head. I don't think that's going to happen, but it, it it's definitely feels like a must win for both teams. Yeah. Yeah. Looking yeah. at the last game, Kirk Cousins still had himself a pretty good game. 364 yards, threw for four touchdowns, got sacked twice. Uh, so, I mean, he's still going to be a problem. I mean, if they're talking, they're, I mean, they're talking about him like he's yesterday's news, but those are still pretty darn good numbers to be throwing four yep. touchdowns and over 350 yards. So they're passing him's going to be good. We'll see what happens with the rushing because they had 28 yards last week. They've had the On lowest the season, rushing total like over the last two weeks yards. of any team. Wow. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. So that's why the trying. desperate move for what they did. So, yeah. Yeah. Justin we'll Jefferson entails got almost 160 yards. Averaging 15 yards a catch. My God. It's going to be, yeah, he's going to be scary on Sunday. That is concerning. Uh, TJ Hawkinson and Jordan Addison also racking up some yardage as well and touchdowns. So, yeah, Jordan uh, Addison, man, that's, he's already become wide receiver two over there, it feels like. And he's just a big play guy. He has like 
seven catches on the year, but he has like 200 yards and two touchdowns. That's wild. So it's yeah, like his average is 24 yards. Play. Yeah, he's a big play so, machine, which we were all, all the Charger fans were like, oh, he's not a big play guy. Like we don't, we don't need him. Because remember, he, he went right after. We drafted yeah. Q in the first round. Jordan Addison was, or no, Zay Flowers and then Jordan Addison. Those were the next two picks. Right, yeah. Um, interesting to see how Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison are huge parts of their offense. Q's kind of non-existent on the Chargers depth chart still, which I would love to see him do a little bit more. Just same, dude. I mean, ah, you spent just, a first round pick on this guy. Let's let's give him know. some catches. Let's have him see yeah. some field time. But uh maybe we'll see that this upcoming game maybe. against the Vikings. Um, and Kevin mentioned earlier the Vikings traded for Cam Akers, the running back that was previously on the LA Rams. Uh the conditions of the uh, of the trade include a 2026 conditional pick swap, uh, but Acres has to combine for 500 yards rushing and receiving for the picks to count. <laughs> but I think that what I when I saw that that was kind of a trigger for me, at least from what the Rams think of him. Like if they're going to put that stipulation in there, they're thinking he's not going to do much. And the fact that no. he was a healthy scratch week two is that all yeah. personality? Like what is that? Is he not? Yeah, well know, they they had all that drama offense? last year where he was yeah. like they almost like cut him. Because he was being all dramatic. So he just, he seems like kind of an issue. I don't really understand why the Vikings think they need him so bad. Mm. Um, but they're obviously just grasping for any type of running back to get that running game going. Wow. And then uh, this is from Score North, which is a Vikings fan account. It said, damn, Rob Gronkowski believes Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins will be trade bait if the team loses to the LA Chargers in week three. So as I you guys agree. were talking about, like, yeah, man, it's just a, there's a lot of narratives going on right now in term for both teams. And like, God, man, I just, let's get this win. Let's put this behind us. Let's just get, get it, get the monkey off our back. And yeah, like, really, let's, let's get the season started. Cause we need to be two and two heading into the bye week Yeah. And it all starts this Sunday. And, let's go. Uh, folks, you can start looking over at our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash charger chat. Check out all the funny videos we got over there. We've got, um, we put one out every week and uh, we've got bunches of tiers that you can join at. You know, you could be checking out our content for as little as three bucks a month. So go check out Charger Chat uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Charger Chat. And if you don't want to go over there, that's totally fine. You can go on over to our regular website, chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there, t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers in the member section and ask questions in Ask Bold Fam. So go check out ChargerChat.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corian's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corian.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corian.com.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, gang, time to go on to the next segment. You know them, you love them. It's the Craig Experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Craig Experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Mm, okay. So it's uh not exactly the best of times in charger land but it has only been two weeks and uh can't give up on things yet definitely not out of it long season ago you guys all know that but i do understand a bunch of folks that are out there kind of sort of in panic mode you're seeing a lot of the same things you've seen from the chargers in recent years i completely understand and feel you but again we are on the week three now and you just kind of got to get tunnel vision in on that i'm sure the players are focusing just that way and taking it week by week game by game so how about we join them right we on the same page here we walking this walk together cool cc gang fellas the biggest of salutes and to the rest of the boat fam what is going on she got craig in texas here with another week three edition of the Craig experience. Hopefully at this point, you guys have found a little bit of relief from the migraine. I'm sure we've all collectively suffered through since last Sunday have now gotten your focus you know, again, solely on the Minnesota Vikings. This week's competition is who the Chargers go head to head with. And if you've been around long enough, you folks probably know that I have some familiarity with a one Mr. Justin Jefferson, who is arguably now the best wide receiver in the NFL. Still feels super strange to say that. But in case you didn't, um, we're from the same hometown. He played on the same high school team as a, a very, very close relative of mine. They were teammates and also watched a little, well, then little kid since he was attending my wife's parents' summer camp way back when. 
So always blows my mind to see what he's become because he was not that great of a football player coming up, uh, particularly in high school. He wasn't rated very highly, but goes to show you what hard work can do and is where he is now. But this week, yeah, I'm hoping that he bombs every other week in full support of Justin, just not when they play the Chargers. So um, he's also not the only weapon on that team. You got Jordan Addison, who was in this year's draft class. I know a lot of Chargers fans were very fond of him. Uh, Chargers went the direction of Quentin Johnston. And you're seeing a whole lot out there about, you know, how some of these other first round guys are able to uh, contribute or have been more so thus far into the season. And I completely understand that, too. But the squad is who the squad is. But looking at it from a Charger standpoint, there are a few things that I think that we can take away from last week's game that should help propel us into this one. Uh, oh, Cam Akers just got traded to the Vikings, so that's something else to worry about because the running game over there wasn't all that stupendous up until this point. Their offensive line is a little shaky, but now they have a viable option in the backfield and... Um, I don't know how much run he'll get this week, but I'm sure he'll participate. So it's just something else the Chargers have to be on the lookout for. But the fact that some guys really stood out on defense up front should help with that. Uh, speaking to a couple of them, a one Mr. Tuli to a Pelotu. Speaking again of rookies, had a nice little breakout game. You could attribute a couple of those, at least one of Joey Bosa's sacks to the fact that he was playing alongside Suli and he was being all sorts of disruptive. And to have a guy that young, newly 21 year old, so you know, now able to drink and do other adult things, uh, still can't rent a car though. <sighs> Someone that young, showing the type of chops he did last week, says a lot. Uh, I can't get over the explosiveness that he uh, put on display, which is something that I didn't see a ton of from his USC tape, but it's definitely there now, so don't care. He can absolutely hold up at the point of attack, super relentless in pursuit, and yeah, he can put some heat on the quarterback. So love to see some more of that going after Kirk Cousins this week, someone who is definitely not mobile and does not like to have to deal with pressure. Although I would like to see the Chargers get some more interior pressure, be a you know better route for them to go against the type of quarterback that they're going to be playing this week. Uh, JC Jackson didn't have a terrible game last week either, moving along. I uh, believe he only allowed wait, one to two receptions. I'd uh, have to double check the stats there, but you didn't hear his name called a whole lot, which is typically a good thing for a corner. Unless he's making a play on the ball or something, picking something off, you really don't want to hear very much about him. Let them be on their island and handle their business. Uh, so hope that continues as he's building his confidence up because it's not always just about the physical. It's mental uh, coming off of an injury like the one that he suffered. Uh, it can be a very long road and the fact that he is where he is right now is saying a lot so let's keep the confidence going there outside of that in limited snaps I believe Bosa had speaking of Joey from a, a couple seconds ago he only played about 19 of them and still logged two sacks and two tackles for loss so yeah uh, him and Thule make a very good combination. If you want to just bring Joey along and keep him fresh, I think it might be a good idea to blend those two in. And, uh, you know, when Chris Rumpf comes back, maybe he can add to helping out that rotation. Maybe give Khalil Mack a blow and you got a nice little four man, again, pass rush rotation. Nice little four headed monster. 
and they could do some damage on the outside. But again, you know, still not trying to be a Debbie Downer here. I would much, much, I'm not gonna say rather, but you know, in tandem with that, would like to see some more interior pass rush. So if you can maybe line Joey up over the guard, maybe even a little bit of Thule doing that to get some pressure on Kirk in his face and get him moved off his spot, be fantastic. <clears throat> um, those were kind of the main standards. Oh, I'm sorry, Kenneth Murray, Mr. K9, bravo, sir. You probably played your best game as uh, a Charger to this point. Uh, we've seen some flashes here and there, but he was all over the place. I mean, he did have a boneheaded penalty, but you know, you're gonna have the good outweigh the bad, so we're not gonna focus on that. Definitely, by my estimation, his best game is a Charger, and he did it pretty much in every facet of the run game, coming up to really stonewall Henry in the hole a couple times, and that's saying a lot because King Henry is a load, and yo, even on the blitz, I mean, it was a free rush that he had to the quarterback, but he finished. So that's important. That doesn't always happen. So it's some pretty significant progress made there. Uh, outside of that, there was some movement offensively. You know, you guys all know the story. Herbert did Herbert things with the exception of, you know, that last drive. And the running game didn't really get going. Would really, really, really like to see Isaiah Spiller get some run in there because uh, I think he would have maybe provided a little bit more of a spark in the running game as someone who's able to create something out of nothing. If there's no hole there, he's got really really good vision and can make something happen. And it just wasn't in the game plan, apparently. Uh, I understood it more last week because the Chargers need a second return man. So Elijah Dotson being in there and active over him made more sense this week you know we were down austin eckler just assumed that uh mr spiller would get some more burn but wasn't meant to be we'll see what happens this week I'm not sure what the deal is with eckler still hasn't practiced if i had to guess probably won't well um i know guys are out there with their pitchforks out for brandon staley I understand why but fact of the matter is again people it's only been two games he is our coach and what are you gonna do not support him I mean if they were to can him during the season who's the next option Kellen Moore I mean you want to put that on Kellen's back you're gonna be a new OC and have to lead the team uh, might not turn out the way you expect but ultimately I just feel like the team has to stay on the course Let's get this W stack brick by brick by brick. Keep it moving and hopefully everything will be okay. But keep the faith because again, it's only been two weeks. So I'm realistic. Y'all know that doesn't feel great right now. But if a team can turn it around, it's one that has the talent that the Chargers do. And uh, look at it this way. The Bengals are 0-2. Last time they started 0-2. Season ended pretty well for them, right? There's always hope until there is none. But y'all know what it is. I appreciate y'all for joining me here. It is Mr. Bolt Gang. All the boats everywhere with the guys and just all decked out today. Or do not bang, aka TOP underscore FLYT3 over on Twitter. And also catch me on the Lightning Round podcast. Uh, you know, how we get down over there. Come check us out. And until the next time, after this week's game, 
and chop it up then see you next week hopefully after a w of course y'all take it easy okay love you bye all right a lot of good points there craig thank you for giving us another awesome craig experience and uh yeah there's there's still a lot of things to be excited about here folks you know if k9 could have one of his best games if not the best game of his career this last game i can only get better from here right right yeah everything's i don't know it's just it's just winning they're not playing bad they're not turning the ball over like the vikings are just fumble machines right now yeah it's like i don't know like we're not playing bad we're just not winning we just got to figure out how to win and everything else is going to fall into place yeah yeah 100 percent craig thank you again and uh now it is time to go on to the next segment it's a good friend, Jason Reed, over at The Bolt Beat. But don't. Welcome back to another edition of The Bolt Beat. As always, I'm your host, the acting editor over at BoltBeat.com. You can go check out all of our articles or follow us on Twitter at BB underscore Chargers or myself on Twitter at EatYourReadies. It's a somber time for Charger fans, something that a lot of us are pretty familiar with. The Chargers have started 0-2. Both have been back-breaking losses, one by two points, one by three points. And this is coming off of a season where the Chargers blew a 27-0 lead in the playoffs and played a a pointless Week 18 game in which Mike Williams got hurt, and they also lost that game as well. So this is a four-game losing streak. Chargers have not won uh, since, what was it, New Year's Day, whenever they played the Colts. It's been been a rough few months for Chargers and Chargers fans. Obviously, there's a lot of conversations about the future of this coaching staff, of this team, what things are going to do. And usually I come on here, I tell people not to overreact. Look, week three, very important. Um, Historically, very hard to dig yourself out of an 0-3 hole. That doesn't mean it's impossible, but it's very hard to do, very hard to make the playoffs by doing that. And if they do fall 0-3 and and it's for the same reasons they lost the first two weeks, it doesn't mean that they're just 0-3. It means that they're 0-3 and they also have a massive hole that's resulting in losing these games. That's an important thing to remember uh, when we talk about kind of what comparing this team to other teams in the past, which I'm about to do in a second. So if they fall 0-3 to the Minnesota Vikings this week and the Vikings score 40-plus points or whatever the case may be, you know, it's definitely time to start having some conversations about the future and what this season might look like for the team. That being said, that hasn't happened yet, and the Chargers could win this game. They could be 1-2. Yes, it's not ideal, but you can dig out of a 1-2 hole. And look, the first two weeks of the season, they lost two one-possession games against potential playoff teams, and we might look back on it like, hey, makes sense a little bit that they played close in those games and they lost. Look, I'm not justifying it. I'm not even saying that I'm overly thrilled with the way this team has played, but it is two weeks of the season. I think week three, it's going to be a big turning point. And if they lose, it's a slippery slope. We'll see where they go there. But if they win, I think we could start drawing some comparisons to an old Chargers team. That is the 2008 San Diego Chargers. The 2008 San Diego Chargers went 8 and 8. They won the division. If you remember, they were I believe 4 and 8. They had to win 4 in a row and they had to get lucky. I believe the Broncos had to lose all those games or maybe lose 3 of the 4. I don't quite recall. I was 10 years old at the time. Um that was one of my first years though. 2006 was the first year I really latched on. Anyways, I digress. They rallied late in the season. They started 0 and 2 similar fashion where they lost two really close games. They lost, I believe it was a two or three point game to the Tennessee Titans in week one, last minute touchdown, literally last play regulation touchdown, won it for the Titans 0 and 1. And then the second week of the season was the infamous, if you recall, Denver was going for two to win the game by one against the Chargers. Um, Jay Cutler fumbles. 
It, it was a ruled a fumble. He went back with his arm. They didn't know if it was a fumble or incompletion. They ruled it a fumble on the field, and the replay confirmed it was a fumble, and the Chargers scooped it up, so they won, right? No, they didn't win because the ref just so happened to blow the whistle on accident when the ball hit the ground. And even though the Chargers made a clear, concise recovery, no questions, it wasn't like the Broncos let up because of there was one accidental whistle. That's not what happened. But because of the accidental whistle, the plague had to go replayed, whatever the case was. It was ruled, or no, it was ruled a fumbled. So Denver, the fumble stood. But since the whistle was blown, Denver retained possession. They were like five yards farther than they were. This was before the two-point conversion. Excuse me. They end up getting the touchdown, the two-point conversion. They win the game. So two heartbreaking losses to start the season. And then they went into week three. I believe they played, it was the New York Jets, if I'm not mistaken. I should have this up. I just wrote an article about this. But they played another high-explosive offensive team. And they won an offensive shootout in that week three game. It was the... New York Jets, they won 48-29. to Look, if the Chargers are going to beat the Vikings this week, that's what that game is going to look like. 48-29, something in that ballpark. They played the Jets, they beat the Jets, then they played the Raiders in Week 4, beat the Raiders to move to 2-2 two and two on the season. Obviously, the Raiders, the Chargers have the Raiders this week. This year in Week 4, they could also move to 2-2 two and two following this path. But that 2008 Chargers team was one of the four teams in Chargers history that allowed more points in the first two weeks of the season than this year's Chargers team. Now, their defense actually figured it out, and they actually ended up finishing around league average, if not above league average in points allowed per game, that 2008 Chargers team. But they allowed, what was it, 65, 66 points in the first two weeks. They finished with an 8-8 eight eight record. They made the playoffs. And if the Chargers are going to repeat, that's kind of the 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 path they have to follow. They got to win these two games, and they have to just grind through the season from there and maybe hope 9-8 and eight makes makes the playoffs. At this rate, I don't think we can expect the defense to turn around and be amazing. I think the best case scenario for this defense is simplifying things. I think they need to simplify. I think they need to stop running these complex defenses that Brandon Staley's trying to implement, the cover six, all this stuff, and just simplify, almost accept being a mediocre defense and go from there. This offense is good enough where they can make the playoffs with the 18th to 21st ranked defense in the league. It is not good enough to make the playoffs if they are a bottom three defense in the league, which is really what this team has been since Brandon Staley has taken over. So I think they need to lean into the offense, simplify the defense, let offense win games, and they just got to grind throughout the season and hope to make the playoffs like that 2008 Chargers team did. You know, they, they are a little lucky. Some teams in the AFC have gotten pretty bad adversity so far. The Jets don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore, so they're not going to be as good. They're not going to be in contention. The Bengals have started 0-2, so that's another hole they have to dig out of. Um, you know, the, the Jaguars look very beatable. They don't look like this, you know, juggernaut that's going to run away with the AFC South. Neither do the Titans. The Chiefs have started one and one. So there's there's a path there where you can get there. I mean, the Bills have started one and one. There's a path there. The Patriots 0 and 2. There's a path. So just remember there's a path, but the Chargers have to start on that path this week, week three. And if they don't, I think it might be a little bit too little too late because then you have the Raiders, which they should beat on paper. But as we know, paper doesn't play football, especially with the Chargers. Uh, they play the Raiders. Who knows what could happen there? And then they have to play, uh, you know, the Cowboys, top offense in the league so far. Then they have to play Patrick Mahomes. Suddenly you're going into that Bears Sunday, Monday night football game, and you could be 2-4, and 1-5, and 0-6. Oh they need to win this game. They need to win week four. They need to go into the bye 500. And then even if they split, if they split the Chiefs and Cowboys, I think that's exceptional. I think at this rate, we have to hope for a 3-3 three and three record after six. Should beat the Bears in, you know, week eight to go 4-3. four and sit four and three. And at that point, you know, if nine and eight is good enough, you just have to finish. What is that? Four and four, five and four, whatever it is. My my math is bad right now. Um, five and five is what it would be. So that's the roadmap, I think. And that's just being realistic and being like, hey, if they're going to make the playoffs, 
it's going to be one of those seasons where they're never more than two games over 500 if they even reach that point. And they're just going to have to battle and hope to get hot, you know, when the playoff starts um, out, out in January. So this week, betting picks, just like the Chargers, I've been struggling this year, which is actually kind of funny because my real life bets, uh, not to say these aren't real, but my my bets I'm actually making, um, you know, in Las Vegas, since I'm a short drive away from Las Vegas, have been doing pretty well. Like, I'm not like burning the house down or anything, but I'm up on the year feeling good about myself. But unfortunately for the Charger chat listeners, I have not been as good and I need to be held accountable just like the Chargers do. Um, you know, last week went two and four for the second week in a row in my six picks. That was minus 2.05 units. That gives me a record of four and eight minus 4.25 units thus far on the year. Not feeling good about it. Last week, we had some good wins. The Packers lost by one, but they covered. They were plus one and a half. We had the Justin Herbert over one and a half passing touchdowns, which I felt very strongly about. So the two things I felt the strongest about hit, but the other four things did not hit. Now, it is important to remember with these props, we're just kind of trying to hit maybe two of these. And the third one's always really plus odds. And we're trying to just hit it once every four or five weeks. And then in theory, we should be profitable. So one of these is almost kind of a throwaway. Just hope it hits anyways. But I really like this week's throwaway. It might uh, get us way up on the year. So this week, my favorite of the week, and I don't like very many favorites this week. I like a lot of dogs, is the Detroit Lions minus three. Look, the Lions, you know, they were not able to uh, bounce back from their win over the Chiefs in week one. They lost to the Seattle Seahawks. I actually bet on the Seahawks in this game, um, in that game. The Seahawks ended up winning outright. It was a great pick at plus five and a half. This week, they welcomed the, Lion- the, they welcomed the Falcons at home. I'm going to pick against the Falcons again. Picked against them last week. Going to pick against them this week. Only as three-point dogs. I like the Lions as a three-point favorite. I think the Falcons are a little bit overvalued. Yes, they have some offensive pieces that are really exciting, but I still don't believe in Desmond Ritter, and I don't think he's going to be able to expose the flaws in the Lions' defense in the way that Geno Smith was able to do, even though he has the weapons. I think the Lions can at least hold the Falcons at bay running the football. I don't think you know they're not going to completely shut down Bijan or any of those guys, but I think they can hold them at bay, and I think the Lions offense is going to do some things to the Falcons defense that the Packers did in the first half of that week that game but couldn't quite finish on so I think the Falcons have had a good you know good start to the season getting to play the Panthers and then getting to play a Packers team that kind of ran out of gas and probably should have won that game if we're being honest um I think they kind of returned back to earth here against the Lions Lions minus three is probably my favorite pick of the week my dog of the many dogs I like, I had to pick one. Of course, I'm going to pick against the the Las Vegas Raiders. We're going with Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half. Look, the Steelers, their offenses looked really bad. I get it. The Browns also have a really good defense. And so do the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not a Kenny Pickett guy. I think he's out of the league by 2025 at the latest. Um, but I think this is a well-coached team. I don't think the Raiders are a well-coached team. I think the the Steelers also have a great pass rush that's going to disrupt Jimmy G. And at the end of the day, Steelers plus two and a half. Yeah, they're on the road, but we all know Allegiant's going to be black and gold. You know, the Steelers fans are going to be going out there and it's going to be 80% Steelers fans, just like every Raiders home game is nowadays. Um, And I think we see a, not a similar game against the Bills, um, but I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be close. If the Steelers were minus six and a half, I might still take them. I think this is going to be, a statement win for the Steelers, mostly because they're one and one, but their offense has played poorly. So they're going to look to put on a show against a bad Raiders defense. And trust me, I'm a Chargers fan. I know what a bad defense looks like. <laughs> and for my Chargers pick of the week, I'm reverse jinxing myself. I've sucked this year. So if I pick against the Chargers, they should win. That's the only reason I'm doing this. I'm taking Vikings minus one and a half. Look, I'm two and four. I've lost both my Charger picks this year. 
picking for the Chargers week one, picking under in week two. I'm going to pick the Vikings in week three and hope that trend continues. Hope this is the only pick I lose the week. I hope I go five and one and I lose this and the Vikings minus one and a half does not cover because the Chargers win outright. Now, if the Vikings only win by one and the Chargers lose and the Vikings bet loses, that's horrible. That's just the, the worst of both worlds. But no, I'm hoping the Chargers win and I'm hoping I'm reverse jinxing this because that is what I am. That is what I'm I'm clinging on to you know i've stooped down to that level where i'm reverse jinxing my own team just so they can get a win vikings minus one and a half my three props of the week for the vikings chargers game i love jordan addison over 49 and a half yards at minus 114 odds everyone's talking about justin justin jefferson and as they should especially against this secondary but jordan addison has had over 60 receiving yards in each of his two games to start his nfl career he's the number obvious number two in the wide receiver room behind Justin Jefferson. And while Jefferson will still have a huge game, his over-under is 100 and a half. And I just kind of want to stay away from that a little bit just because it's such a big number. I'd rather bet Addison to get over 50 or more yards, especially against the secondary. Brandon Steele is going to throw whatever he can at Justin Jefferson to try to slow him down. And I think Jordan Addison is going to be a big benefit and it's going to be the biggest game of his young career thus far. Minus 114 odds for Jordan Addison. 50 or more receiving yards. Joshua Kelly. Uh, I don't think Austin Eckler plays this week. I think that's pretty straightforward. They haven't ruled it either way. You know, some of the books still have his uh, totals and his rushing numbers on the books. I would stay away from those. It's just going to get nulled anyways, because I don't think there's any chance he plays after not practicing all week again, recording this as of Thursday, and he's not practicing. So I'm going to go with Joshua Kelly, first half touchdown. You could take him at any time touchdown score, but it's like minus 170. I don't like all the juice on that. I'll take him as a first half touchdown score, though, because I think, you know, Chargers are going to look to get going offensively. They want to establish the run after a slow game against a, a bad, a good Tennessee run defense. And this is a bad Minnesota defense. The Chargers can drive. They can get in the red zone and they're going to rely on Joshua Kelly to punch it in. Um, if you want to really take a flyer, I don't hate doing an Elijah Dotson anytime touchdown score as well. But I like the first half touchdown. I think Kelly gets on the board in the first half. If it happens in the second half, it doesn't count. Plus 170. I like the plus odds there. I will take that risk instead of doing anytime touchdown score. And then the prop I really like that could get us way up on the year, even if everything else doesn't hit. Each team to score one touchdown and one field goal in each half. So you just need the Chargers to put it through the uprights and get in the end zone each half, once once each, and the Vikings to do the same thing. This is 19 to 1 odds. Now, traditionally, this is something that doesn't happen a lot. You know, if it's a big offensive game, maybe a lot of touchdowns will happen, not a lot of field goals. If you're kicking field goals, uh, you're not getting a lot of touchdowns. And this is, you know, this is four scores each way if you think about it if each team has to get a touchdown and a field goal you need four scoring drives in each half and they have to be this specific instance of a touchdown and a field goal it doesn't happen often but if you're ever going to take a bet like this and this is on FanDuel this is the game to take it I just this is two good offenses this is two bad defenses both offenses you know could have a situation where they kick a field goal whether it be the end of the half you know with time running out or I could see the Vikings in a situation where in the red zone and they can't score because they don't have a good rushing offense or because Kirk Cousins chokes but they're still going to score a touchdown at some point because they have insane receivers and and TJ Hawkinson so I really like this at 19 to 1 sprinkle a little something something on it you know you bet you bet one unit you win 19 units back if this was if there was ever going to be a game, this is the game to do it. And I'm hoping that can kind of bring us back up the ship. Chargers win, hopefully, you know, 40 to 30 or something along those lines. It's going to be a high scoring game. I don't think we should su- suspect anything less than that. And, you know, it's it's going to come down to the last play. Let's be honest, guys. 
the Chargers, every single game comes down to the last play. It feels like the Vikings, every single game comes down to the last play. These are two franchises that are very similar in the way they win and lose football games. And it, it's probably going to go to overtime or something because that's just how it is. Something wonky is going to happen. One of these teams is going to fumble the win away. One of these teams is going to go for it on fourth down when they shouldn't. Something weird is going to happen. I'm just crossing my fingers and praying that the Chargers are on the right side of history for this one. And we could start building some momentum moving forward because I don't want to head into Charger chat next week, week four, being even more somber. Maybe, you know what? Chargers lose this game. I'm wearing all black next week, you know, because it might be the death of the Chargers season. But we're not going to say that because this is a Charger chat podcast. We're always optimistic. Appreciate you all for listening. As always, let's go Chargers. Let's get back to the Charger chat, guys. All right. Well, nice history lesson there, Mr. Reed. Delving back to the 2008 Chargers, like there are some shocking similarities as far as like giving up all those points and making a run at the playoffs. Like, oh, we're going. I'm a little excited from that. Yeah, (laughs) like it's winning the whole thing, boys. Like, not all hope is lost. Like, it's not impossible. We're not at that junction right now. Where it's not yet. We're not at impossible junction. What's our function? Conjunction, junction. What's your (laughs) also? I mean. I think that I have cursed. Uh, I think that I did a bad thing to start this year. Cow did a bad, I stopped bad wearing, thing. I stopped for game days. I started wearing just like a t-shirt. I wore like the denim jacket to the game put one. The, put think, your jersey on, Kyle. God damn it. I think maybe I jinxed this. Oh, I, I might not might ever have. take my jersey off. Yeah. Oh, so God. I'll go back. I'll go back and we'll see what happens. Thank on you. Sunday, all right? That's all we ask. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks yeah. God. Put on the right clothes. I'll take that. I'll take that. You know, we're like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, we're playing good. We're not turning the ball over. Offense is moving. Defense is okay. How are we not winning? I think it's my fault. I think I'm. it's not Coach Daly. I'm yeah. not going to let you hang out there by yourself. I haven't worn my Justin oh. Herbert socks the first two weeks. Oh, Those knee highs are coming back are, this week, baby. Let's go. You know what Adam hasn't worn yet this season? What? His kilt. Oh my God! I want to let's make this a kilt. let's we make need, this a victory to, kilt. We need to, yeah, we need to switch things up hard. And I don't know of an, a harder reset than putting a kilt on. Yeah, that is a factory reset, and I, I think the Chargers desperately need it. Let him, let them breathe, baby. You know where that kilt's been sitting <laughs> since the last time I wore it? You haven't touched where? it? It's been in the hamper. I have not taken it. It's just <laughs> sitting in the hamper for months. And you want me to pull it out now? I think I think, I think now's the out. time. I need to redeem it. Because the last time we lost, yeah, like that really crushed us. But you we were haven't won that, so since like- then. Like we need We need that thing to be <laughs> resurrected a little bit. Hey, we can't control this. We can just be crazy about our fandom. And why don't you join us? I'll wear the socks. He's going to put his jersey back on. And you yeah. put on that beautiful put kilt. On that darn kilt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, peer pressure, folks. That's the name of the game here at Charger Enjoy Chat. It. You're going to like it. <laughs> Welcome. Um, all right. Jason Reed, thank you again for a lot of great betting lines. And uh, again, the history of the Chargers being in a similar situation. But finding a way to make it work and dare I say, getting better before the end of the year. So sure. I'm true. excited to see what happens this Sunday. And that's basically n- going to do it for us here at charger chat. But before we go, we have some bolt predictions to make. So let's start off with some bolt predictions. Who's who's stepping up to the plate. 
Kevin's always Go very ahead. excited to do this. Do you want to start? Oh, but I, we need to switch it up because I've done it you're twice right. in a week right. first. I'm not you're going right. first this time. You're, when you're right. Last. You're right. I'm right. Yeah. Well, dog, you ready? I'm ready. Hit us with your do prediction. On, I predict that Dicker the kicker is going to kick the longest field goal of his career. Nice. What? This Sunday. Okay. And what's the what's final the score? score? Uh, the final score is going to be Make 27. Okay. 17. Nice. Okay. Two-score game. See, Dominant. I've given up on the realistic scores. I'm done with it. I'm Let's throwing in a towel. We're going crazy here. <laughs> I'm going 55 to 17 Chargers. Oh, my God. <laughs> like it? Because I love those numbers. It's Junior Sale and Phillip Rivers. So Hell we're going to yeah. win 55 to 17. And Quentin Johnson is going to get his butt off the bench and catch. <laughs> He's going to have over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. <laughs> Watch. I'll, I like that. I like that a lot. I know. It's more wow. fun, right? That's way more fun. If we're fun. gonna be in fantasy land, let's let's go all in. Let's hey, go into let's fantasy. Put on land. those ears, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm gonna go Chargers win 37-24 because I like that. Um <laughs> two bolt predictions. Quentin Johnston scores his first touchdown, and Jeez. we will keep Kirk Cousins under 265 yards passing. Nice. And I don't think we're gonna, they're going to run on us, so I think if we keep him under 265, not much is going to be happening. 265 is an oddly specific number. What was the thought process? Just <laughs> feeling? <laughs> Just a feeling. <laughs> Two plus six plus five is 13 in Keenan Allen. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no rhyme or reason. There's no, there's nothing behind this movie. There was nothing I intended. Sh- I this. swear, if he ends up with 264 yards, you have the script. <laughs> you have it's the on. script. 265 is all he can will not throw. He'll throw for under 265. Okay. Or defense is going to show up this Sunday. Come on, baby. Come on, folks. Let's, Let's do this. Let's rally back. Let's make it happen this Sunday. All right. Bolt predictions. Well, he's going to have a kilt on. So it's going to yeah. be great. I'm Sunday. doing it for you <laughs> people. Get we that thing. Help that. me help you. Yeah. Toss let's it in the it. washing machine and let's go. It definitely needs a wash. <laughs> <laughs> it's got playoff balls on it right now. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants playoff <laughs> balls on their kilt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here at Charger <laughs> Chat. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.